Welcome to the Son of a Preacher podcast. Please sit back and listen to the thoughts and musings from sermons that were first brought to the pulpit four, five, even six decades ago. I am GW, and I am the Son of a Preacher. I am so happy to be talking to you all again today. Dad first brought this message to the pulpit on July 21st, 1956. It was a Sunday evening service. The topic was a bitter cup of success. The scripture was from Matthew, the 20th chapter, the 20th and 21st verse. It says, Then came to him the mother of Zebedee's children with her sons, worshiping him and desiring a certain thing of him. And he said to her, What do you want? And she said to him, Grant that these my two sons may sit, the one on the right hand and the other on the left, in your kingdom. So a bitter cup of success. I'm thinking that this was a Sunday evening service. Now, whether or not this was Sunday evening service where new parents come in and and they have their babies with them and make sure that the babies are raised in a Christian manner and when they're old enough to make a decision that they have enough knowledge and enough training that they have the right decision to make. Because it would certainly go along with what we're talking about here tonight with Zebedee's wife coming in with their two sons. It would be a very complimentary type of sermon for that. So what you really have in the scripture that we read today is you have a proud parent. Most proud parents are very good at planning great and mighty accomplishments for their kids. And yet, something that most of us who are parents have wondered, well, what can we do to help our kids in their life? What can we do to make their life a little easier and to give them perhaps a little better step up into the world as they go through it? Well, sometimes we're successful. Sometimes we're not. Sometimes the kids really want to have the help. And sometimes the kids really don't. But the bottom line of all this is that, you know, a child is born and the parents want the best world possible for them. But you have times when being successful is really not that easy to accept. Now, a couple of examples here. You have Louis Louis Pasteur. Now, I think that everybody is familiar with, with the name Louis Pasteur. I mean, he did wonderful, wonderful scientific things. He was a visionary in what he did in the scientific world. People were forced to to acknowledge his discoveries. But, you know, he just, when he was young, he was just barely making ends meet. And as so many people do. And as he got older, of course, he had all the acclaim. As he got older, you know, he had all the acclaim, but he also had human frailty. And it basically left him paralyzed from his mid-40s till he passed away in his 70s. So he would have discoveries, but he had to have a young scientist there sitting beside him to help him. And what a bitter pill that must have been for him. And you have people, of course, with music. And you have you know, musical geniuses that, that go out there. And, and one is Beethoven. Now, Beethoven, obviously, we, we still in this world have tremendous respect for what Beethoven has done and as a musician, as a composer. 
He was just a, a masterful overall musical talent. And he was trained from childhood, young childhood, to do what he did very well. Unfortunately, though, by the time he was 31 years old, he was stone deaf. And he could no longer hear any of the music that he was creating. And some of his greatest works were created when he couldn't even hear them. He could just see the music and the notes that he wrote. And amazing then, that, you know, a bitter pill to not be able to hear the music, except he could hear it in his mind. You know, when he could see the notes on the page, he could somehow hear them in the mind, in his mind of what it was going to sound like. So Jesus left his throne in heaven, and he might... He, he did that so that he could be born of the Virgin Mary and to live among us. And he ended up being despised and rejected by men. You know, he didn't have a lovely home. He, most of the time when he was preaching, he didn't really have a place to lay his head. And that was obviously had to have been a bitter cup for him. All the trials and the final crucifixion that he had to go through. And just think about how he must have suffered so that we don't have to worry about our sins. Now, let me say that differently, how he suffered so that he can, he can atone for our sins. Well, Dad made an illustration. Uh, one day he wanted to be able to walk the streets of Palestine and to be able to walk the hill of the skull and to be able to do that and walk where Jesus walked. And he said that in a sermon. And he said also that he didn't expect to ever be able to do that in person. But I think he caught somebody's attention when he said that. Because three or four years later, the church said and that he should make that journey. And they helped him. You know, they, they monetarily helped him make that journey and to spend time in the Holy Lands with my mother and to be there and to do exactly what it is that he was wondering how or if he would ever be able to do. And if this was the first time that he said that, well, did that really tweak somebody's attention and make it so that that was possible? I hope so. Now, another illustration that he used was a kid from Louisiana. And the kid, well, he, he was a person who tithed. And he was an 18-year-old kid. And he had just signed a professional baseball contract. And it's what's known as a bonus baby in those days. Now, this was in 1956. And his his bonus was $30,000. Now, $30,000 in 1956 was a lot of money. Now, the church received this tithing check from that boy. And he obviously made it known somehow because my dad had heard about it. And he said that that young athlete, he had been tithing every week his entire life. And even when he was mowing yards and getting $5 a week, he was putting in his tithe. Now, I looked up. Uh, this guy's name was Wayne Causey, and I looked him up in the baseball reference books, and Wayne Causey ended up playing in the major leagues for 12 years. And interestingly, in the write-up about his career, they said that he was the definition of an average baseball player. He had a lifetime 252 batting average. He had decent fielding statistics. He played for five different teams over 12 years, and well, you know, when he retired from baseball, if if you played in the major leagues today for 12 years, you would think that 
Financially, a person would be pretty well off when he retired from from the baseball game. After 12 years in 1968, he had not made the salaries like they make today. And he worked for a little while, you know, for one of the baseball teams as a scout. And then he went back to his hometown. And he had to go to work in a glass factory. And he eventually worked his way up to being the manager of the glass factory. And so he was, by any athletic definition, he was very successful because he had a relatively lengthy career in the major leagues. And you look at what the odds are of playing in the major leagues, and you, have the, you know, it was just a successful career. But yet, he's known as the definition of an average baseball player. And that must have been a little, little bit of a kick in the ego for him. You know, so they could have been a little more complimentary about his career. So look at your own life and look a look look at what the Lord's done for you. And look at some of the times when you start feeling a little bit big for your britches, as my granddad used to say. Well then you need to really look deeply at yourself. You need to humble yourself. And you need to say, you know, it's good to live for the Lord and it's good to serve the Lord. And when you look at the cost that the Lord paid for the salvation of our souls, well, how humble can you be? You need to approach the service of the Lord with that humbleness and live your life for the Lord. So as we look around at what's happened in our Congress over the last few months, they're still struggling. They really are. Keep praying. Keep praying for our leaders in Congress that they're able to guide the country in a stable and in a sane manner. May the Lord bless you, keep you in peace. I do want to ask everyone listening to this today to help spread the word about this podcast. Help me continue to keep my father's work for the Lord alive. Please tell your friends and your church groups about this podcast. Share it on social media. Let people know that these inspirations are available. There's a new book available on Amazon titled Throwing Ink. It was a compilation of inspiration based on Dad's work. It was written by me, G.W. Stark.